This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy of Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jorgensen, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man for whom the tide is turning after Live Aid, your host, uh, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from the kitchen of podcasting, San Francisco, California, North Beach. Yay, yes. You can see that, you can hear that, listeners. You hear that? You hear how the tide is turning for Rob and for everything happening there in the zoo? Yeah, this is how the show's starting today, Jace. <laughs> I see that. What's, uh, what, I, I, you sound a bit run down, Rob. Sorry, I am flat. I have nothing prepared. I am uh, slightly disinterested, but we have a guest. Great! I, I, this sounds like a show that everyone's going to want to listen to. Who is our guest? Well, this is a guest that many of you may not know. Okay. <laughs> but the ones that do will really enjoy this guest. We have Listener Dave with us. Not the Listener Dave you're thinking of, listeners. A different Listener Dave, who also listens. I, I understand that, that only listeners named Dave are allowed to be on the podcast? That's correct, yes. Uh, Inner Sanctum. <laughs> into the intersect. Well, welcome, Listener Dave. We've brought oh, Listener Dave well, in this week to uh, help us out with the new direction the show is going. Because, as you can, as you might have noticed, we've been without having a show for the past couple of weeks because Rob uh, is really busy. Isn't that right, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I got I went and got employed, and it sucks. <laughs> you haven't been employed for that long. How can you be quite so down on the employment already? Because I am, find myself back in the exact industry that I vowed I would never return to some seven years ago when I first left it. I'm back in the restaurant industry. Oh, are you busing? Are you maitre d'ing? What do you do? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, serving, the, I'm serving rich white people, Jason. Oh. And you, wow. listeners. I used to serve you, listeners. Only you. Now <laughs> I must serve the rich white people. All right. Well, if you'd like to be served by Rob, you can find out all about it by emailing us at our email address, whatdovaysaid at gmail.com, because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers plateauing, Rob. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's like the Black Hills of South Dakota, minus the hills. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, you can still look for us out there if you want to. You search for what Duvet said in your little Facebook thing there. Find us on Mevio, what Duvet said dot Mevio dot com. Uh, or you can give us a phone call at 415-937-0445. I, I find myself suddenly filled with the need to call the number. <laughs> Would you? See what, this is what happens, folks. If you actually call the number, you get to be a guest on the show. That's how it works. Hey, so uh, aside from the what, aside from the uh, the wearing down prospects of having a job here, uh, mm -hmm. what uh, what brings listener Dave into the inner sanctum? Well, uh, we actually coordinated a, a rock show event last night. We went and saw a band called Wilco here in Oakland. Oh, I know Wilco, Dave, Roger uh, Wilco, yeah. Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot, Alpha, Bravo. X-ray. Wow, you you do know your um, whatever language that is. I do. And so yeah, we went saw show, fun, great show. Well, why don't we do this before we move into news? 
Since we have an actual listener to the show here and you're feeling less than inspired, perhaps we can turn this into sort of an intervention focus group right right, right here, right now. Awesome. So you, you're, you're a listener to the show, hence the moniker Listener Dave, right? I do indeed listen to the show. Okay, so we've got, uh, you know, the, usually we get on, we talk about guests, Rob is witty and, and animated, uh, then we go into the news segment and he reads a couple of bits of the news, uh, we do a spot for Audible, uh, we go off on little tangents and we sort of talk about things that uh, are inspired by the topics we're talking about, then we touch on some TV shows that we've uh, talked about, maybe at the end we, we throw a little bit of something we call the snark tank or, or phrased out segment, and then we get out. Like we have these sort of, uh, you know, magazine style sections that we bust the show up into. Are you familiar with that? Uh, I am indeed. Uh, I also enjoy uh, the part where Rob sings along with the news theme. <laughs> oh, okay, very good. Right. So there's lot. Yeah, and there's lots of little mini segments that go along with the show. Is there any part of the show that you find that you're fast forwarding through or not really paying attention to? Uh, 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 well, uh, as it happens, uh, there is. Ooh, okay. Nice. Um. The some of the more topical uh, 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 sections of the show uh, I find um, a little dry. He's talking about Occupy. Oh, please <laughs> enough! You know, have we had enough Occupy discussion? I think it's time to unoccupy what Devay said. Okay, I'm I'm all for that. I think it's it, it, Occupy only comes up for me on the show because it seems to be running around San Francisco rampantly, and it actually seems to be adversely affecting the folks up in San Francisco. You don't live up in San Francisco, right, listener Dave? I, I do not. Right. So you don't run into these Occupy people at all, do you? I don't. Never. They're right. everywhere, man. How would you know? You could be standing next to one on the street when you're waiting for your coffee. They're uh, anonymous. They're everywhere. <laughs> I, 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 I work for a living, so I don't, I don't see a lot of people. Then you're yeah. the problem, man. <laughs> Rima, who let the one percenter in? <laughs> okay, but uh, that's good to know. I think Occupy is something that is fading away anyway, so we'll probably fall away from that. But, uh, you know, we talk about these these TV shows. We talk about Survivor or Make It or Break It. Oh, yeah. Or, or, that, yeah. That's, that's another thing, absolutely. Uh, uh, why you guys spend so much time talking about shows you don't like? <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> well, I think we can say that we sort of like Make It or Break It, yeah? Or we did Oh, at oh one yeah, point. you guys are you, you guys are all over the Make It or Break It, definitely. But uh, 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 Pan Am, do you guys spend like a, a total of, you know, eight hours talking about Pan Am? Yeah, precious time. We'll never get back. I, I think you guys talked about the show more than the show actually broadcast on the air. <laughs> well, let's crunch the numbers. Renfro! <laughs> Get Renfro in here. Renfro, how many times, how many hours were wasted talking about Pan Am this past season? <laughs> the show is canceled. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, let me ask you this then, listener Dave. Let's say, uh, do we ever talk about something that uh, you are interested in? Ooh. Yeah, narrow the focus a bit. <laughs> oh, gee, I, I, didn't, I didn't know you were going to ask me hard questions. <laughs> I'll get, get some coffee, listeners. Dave, take over. Take the wheel. Uh, I, well, uh, B, I, I, I'm a little surprised that with all of the assistance he has running around the tank here, uh, that he doesn't have somebody to get him coffee. Well, I think Reba's getting a little tired of his diva attitude. So uh, she's ah. not... <laughs> I see. Well, see, this is this is what happens. You know, if you if you mistreat the people that work for you, they're going to rise up. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about uh, Occupy, right? Which is exactly well. What well, yeah, but I wanted to talk about it without actually saying the name of it. And, and I am a little curious as to why uh, uh, Rob is holding Reba aloft in, in a fork and a spoon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds suspiciously like French service uh, that Rob would be doing at his restaurant. Can you explain French service to us, Rob? Take a, um, a, a fork and a knife, a large spoon, I'm sorry, a large spoon and a fork, and you make tongs out of them with your hand so as to pick things up and place on the rich white people's plates. Ah. Yes, hey, because apparently they've lost the ability to serve themselves. 
No, no. Well, that's the whole point of being served. That's why you're a server. Hey, is this one of those places where you like get to stop and break into song? Why didn't you get a job like that, like at Max's Opera Cafe or at Barry's Karaoke Cafe or something like that? I'll look into that. Yeah, it was one of those things where you know, whatever. It it, it is what it is. It, it's left me woefully unprepared to do a show. It, it leaves us uh, with very little time to uh, surf the net. Uh, serve websites like Gawker. <laughs> right, that's true. Good point. And I don't, I don't surf websites like that. Was, so. I, was I not supposed to say that? Listen, how else? I, how else am I supposed to break to our listeners? Breaking news: Snooki may be pregnant. Oh. Who is, might be pregnant? <laughs> Snooki. Snooki. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't know who Snooki is? No, I just didn't. I just didn't recognize that as a person, as a name of something that would become pregnant. Apparently, you know, you get a little nooky with Snooky. Well, it sounds like you're you're starting to gear up, Rob. Why don't we start talking about the news? Da, da, is this still the theme? <laughs> yes. It's been so long. I forgot the theme. Uh, what do you got? I've got a little bit of news, too, but I want to hear your news first, because I like your news. Can we maybe uh, note that this news section is, we'll, we'll call it day-old news? <laughs> okay. I think there's a theme for that. <laughs> nice. There you go. There's oh, yeah. The, yeah, there is. The day-old news theme. You see that, why. listener Dave? See how the magic just happens? I do see that, and it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, what is our day-old news this week? This week, our day-old news... I thought this was just kind of interesting. A Colorado man who was missing for five days was found dead in the bathroom of a movie theater. <laughs> and I, you're a movie guy, Jace. Yeah. <laughs> Has a movie ever been so bad it drove you to be dead? <laughs> Not in the bathroom. Um, was he at the urinal or was he sitting on the toilet? It doesn't say, you know what? You would think that would be an important part of the story, where he was found. It just says he was found in the bathroom. Yeah, like, was he found on the floor? Was he lean? I, I would guess that he was sitting on the turlet, right? Wouldn't you think that's it? Because you walk into a bathroom, and if there's legs under the stall, you don't bother that person, right? Do you? No. <laughs> Are you asking me if I go into public restrooms, <laughs> look for feet underneath stalls, and then bother those people? That, that's exactly the question I'm asking you, yes. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, but, so, and I know for a fact, actually, that listener Dave used to work for a movie theater. Uh, that's true, I did. Okay, so... I at the lovely uh, Avco Cinemas on Wilshire Boulevard. Would this be an unusual occurrence for there to be someone in the bathroom for five days without anybody noticing? Uh, I would have thought that to be highly unusual, and I, I, I'd like to think I would have reported that to my manager. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. I've never been that, bored. That, uh, that would have freaked me out a little bit, I think. I but, think I probably would have left that job if I'd found a dead person in the bathroom. But how would you know he was dead? I guess that's really the, the sort of devil's advocate side I'm taking. How would you know that those legs in that stall belong to a dead person? Isn't isn't standard procedure to poke? Aren't you supposed to poke something if you're wondering if it's dead or not? With a stick in the eye, I think. But though, how do you how do you get to the person to poke it if you if you're not the type of person, unlike Rob, to barge in on a closed stall in a bathroom? Well, I think you just have to get something very long. <laughs> okay, I like it. Very practical, listener Dave. Uh, is this one of those places where I can guess the state? What the hell? Why not? Oh, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> no, no, not fair. I'm going to say this happened in uh, Arizona. Ooh. It happened in the Arizona of the Midwest, Colorado. Wow, you know what? I'm surprised at how many of these stories actually take place in Colorado. Yeah, I know. That's true, Jace. We've been doing this a long time. And a lot of the stories take place in Colorado. Me thinks something's afoot. I think that lends a bit of credence to this, though, because I think it's it's really cold right now in Colorado, so people are probably bundled up, and the the coldness of the bathroom might have kept the body preserved without it smelling, and 
uh, no, I, I don't got anything. I don't think there's any way to not see that body. I'm going to damn well say that this is a... Huh? Right? Right. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I am. <laughs> Could you... I, I, I was going to guess Florida. <laughs> As you know, well, he knows the rules of the game. You guess Florida 90% of the time, you're 100% right. Or something. I forget. I Man, I, I apologize, listeners. It sucks to be so out of practice doing the tank with you all and to not be prepared. And I'm not even going to promise that I will be more prepared next time because it, it just doesn't seem to be in the cards for me to get the time to be prepared. All right. Well, people love us anyway. That's good. Then, then call in! <laughs> uh, is there any other day-old news this week? Well... Can we have a new segment called The Freshly Dead? Okay, yeah, I think there's music for that, too. Because I woke up this morning and a, f a bunch of people f died recently. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know Don Cornelius died? No. Yeah, right here. Isn't that a fake name? Isn't Don Cornelius not a real person? No. Don Cornelius is very much a real person, only now he's a really dead person. He's from Soul Train. Oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he died. I guess he killed himself. You guess he killed himself? It's looking like he did. <laughs> was he in a bathroom at a movie theater? No. No. He was at his house in Sherman Oaks. Shout out! Wow. Uh. Well, who else died then? Or is that it? No, there's another person that died as well. Do you know who Nick Carter is? Uh, wasn't he one of the? Backstreet NRBQ boys or something? Yes, he was. His sister apparently died. Leslie Carter. Oh. Okay. Yeah. There you go, huh? I don't think that counts. You know, she's not a celebrity. Are you? No. Maybe we should discuss this. What makes celebrity? Is simply being related to a celebrity make a celebrity make you a celebrity? No. Because... No, it doesn't. And what's interesting is I was watching the Screen Actors Guild Awards on Sunday night. And they ah. have the tribute, the in memoriam, where they show everybody who's died over the year. And I was thinking this just same the, the same thing. What makes somebody a celebrity? Because the Screen Actors Guild Awards were a lot more uh, permissive on who they allowed to show died in their memorial tribute there. Um, uh-huh. And there was at least one person where I went, wow, I didn't know that person died. And I can't remember who that person was. So that should be the measure of a celebrity. I have a, a, a question about celebrity that you may or may not find interesting. Um, it, it used to be that if you were on television, that meant you were a celebrity. But I, I don't know if that really qualifies anymore. Because isn't everybody on television now? Yeah, and I think you can be a YouTube celebrity as well, which I think also is... And now does, there's YouTube. Yeah, which also I don't think... Because that doesn't really count either. <laughs> However, I, I will take issue with their used-to-be celebrity as well, because I think there's always been a kind of uh, level A canon celebrity, B canon celebrity, C canon celebrity, and then... Who is this person, celebrity? Especially in uh, panel game shows. Like, mm. you know, I can remember watching the celebrities on Match Game or on, uh, what was that show that Burt Convey used to host where it was the married couple and one person was sitting behind their, their spouse on a TV screen in front of them. What was that show? You, Tattletales. You're not thinking, oh, Tattletales, you weren't thinking of the newlywed game, right? That, no, I'm they thinking were of, sitting side by side on the newlywed game, right? No, no, no. I'm thinking that of Tattletales. Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks. Reba, get Bob Eubanks on the show! <laughs> and Bert Convy! But uh, people like Bert Convy, or uh, uh, what's Jack Klugman's wife's name that was on Match Game? Like, how, who, they, they're, are, are they celebrities? Madge? No, uh, Brett Summers. Oh, Brett Summers. That's right. Wow. We are losing. Once again, we are probably losing anybody under the age of 42. <laughs> well, but my point is that they were on television 
touted as celebrities, but they were only celebrities because they were on a show with people saying they were celebrities. It, it's the only thing I knew them from. Right. So Fanny Flag. What? Who? who where? Did, where was Fanny Flag famous from? Oh, darling, she did Broadway. <laughs> right. Elaine Joyce. What was Elaine Joyce ever in? What was that other one from Match Game? The kind of youngish girl. If there was like a sex pod, it would have been her. Well, there was Elaine Joyce. There was also Joyce uh, du Dulapont or Bellafont or Boulafont, whatever her name was. But I think you're thinking of Elaine Joyce that was in the lower left-hand corner there. Okay, okay. I'm thinking of this other one, too. <laughs> Listeners, if you know who I'm thinking of. <laughs> right. Via snail mail. Right. Uh, okay, so what do you think, Rob? What makes a celebrity? What makes celebrity? Interesting. Um, oh, who knows now? The bar is so low, isn't it? Yeah. It used to be you had to actually do something, be entertaining, um, you know, have some sort of special gift that you could share with the world. Now, eh, what do you do? You just, like, you get in a cat fight. You pull somebody's weave out. You're a celebrity. I think still, I, th I feel like that's always been the case. I can remember being a young'un and seeing people on TV that people were like, oh, this this guy's a celebrity. And like old people, like when Don Amici was in Cocoon and everyone was saying that Don Amici was somebody. I didn't know who Don Amici was. Who is Don Amici? Most, uh, uh, listener Dave must know who Don Amici is. Don Amici was a star of the silver screen, but uh, I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you anything he was in before Trading Places. Nice, Trading Places. Shout out! See? Oh, the machine's back on! Yeah, see, there you go. So I think that's this rose-colored glasses that first, or not rose-colored glasses, what's the opposite of rose-colored glasses? Uh, I, I think it's this kind of greenish hue that we have here in the tank, which is actually kind of making me feel a little nauseous, to okay. be honest. Yeah, so those colored glasses make us believe that for some reason our celebrities today aren't as real as the celebrities in the past. Whereas if you, probably at the same time in the past, there were all these sort of non-celebrities running around, maybe Van Doren or something like that, that... You know, even maybe Van Doren's too good of a, a person to say because they they still have sort of longevity. I think the measure of celebrity is longevity. Well, what about Wrong Way Corrigan, the 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 pilot who took off in the wrong direction and got famous for flying a plane in the wrong direction? Right. Well, he was famous at the time. But I, listeners, what do they say to gmail dot com? Because your emails mean so much. Tell us everything you know about Wrong Way Corrigan, excluding what yeah. listener Dave just said. <laughs> What about wrong way, Corrigan? <laughs> That's what I have to say. I, Renfro just handed me a note saying he's noticed a huge, huge dip in listeners, 18 to 35. I, I, I honestly think it's because they're all running to Wikipedia to look up wrong way, Corrigan. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, wait. Let me, let me see. Uh, as expected, look, we do have listeners to this show. Wikipedia is now down. When you type in wrong way, Corrigan, it says... Unable to load page due to heavy volume of traffic. Wow. Okay. That's the power of us. I might have just made Wrong Way Corrigan famous again. Mm. Well, that's the measure of celebrity, I say. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little powerful. Uh, uh, I can understand why, uh, 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 you know, Bob loves doing this so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why Bob loves doing this so much. <laughs> hey, you know what we could probably find out all we want to know about Wrong Way Cargan? There's probably a book about him at audible.com. Oh, uh, God, you're good. You're yeah. good. If anything is going to be finding an audiobook about anybody, you'd find it at audible.com. They have 85,000 and more and climbing audiobooks for you to download. And if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash WDS, the WDS stands for What Duvet Said, they will know you came from us, and you can get 14 days free of audible.com. You can download a free audiobook, find out about celebrity, about Wrong Way Corrigan, maybe something else, maybe something about Charlie Callis, or some other celebrity, Charlie Weaver, uh, Elaine Joyce, Joyce Boulafon, any other sort of celebrity you might want to learn about, perhaps there's an audiobook about them at audio.com. Audio, 
audio audiobook audibletrial.com slash wds audibletrial.com slash wds audibletrial.com slash wds go now we'll wait crash the site Hey, you know what? I'm reading that that Wrong Way Corrigan book. It's called Wrong Way Corrigan. Corrigan, who's to say? Ah, see? There you go. I came with a, a bit of news. I'd kind of like some comment on, on this, if you'd like to hear it. Please do. Okay, it's actually audio. It's audio news here. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you a, a bit of audio here. Um, okay. Listen in and tell me if you, if you hear what what you what I think I'm hearing you mean you talk about going from the penthouse to the odd house just like that that's exactly what's happened to the purple and gold a week ago remember the Lakers set atop the Pacific Division winners of six of their last seven games today following a three-game losing streak they said outside the playoff picture altogether although it'd be just 18 games into the regular season okay that was listener uh, not listener well perhaps listener listener Jim Hill that was Jim Hill. Oh, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Jim Hill. He's a sportscaster here on the local uh, local news program. And what? Uh, let me ask you, did you guys hear what I think I heard him say? Yes. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> Just to be sure. <laughs> I got a 50-50 chance, right? I yeah. say yes. <laughs> All right. Well, it sounded to me like he said, it be uh, 18 uh, games into the season. Is that what it sounded like he said to you? 18 games into the season, yeah. No, it be. Over. It be. It be 18 day. Listen again. Here, just that part. Right. Although it be just 18 games into the regular season. Okay, so what do you think? Is ah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It be. Right. It be. There it what, is. Okay, so I, I would like to, I was considering when I heard this happen, writing a a letter demanding an apology you know how people write to news uh, organizations mm-hmm. when they hear something that offends them and then the next day they get on the news and say oh, we would like to apologize for this thing but I, could, I don't know if I could word it in such a way that didn't sound smarmy or snarky or dare I say racist <laughs> so so you weren't you weren't going to write in I'd be very offended by <laughs> But now, see, now that I, I could have done. But I mean, what, what do you suppose that is? Because he, he's, 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 Jim Hill has been an announcer here on the news for years now. He's been doing it for ages. And he certainly mm-hmm. doesn't sound street in his delivery, but that just sort of comes up there. What Do you think he does that specifically because he's talking about basketball? Would he have said that uh, about Wimbledon? It'd be just five games into the tournament? You know what do you what what is that and does that bother you as much as it bothers me? Huh? It be on the back nine where right Tiger Woods makes this birdie. Right. Yeah. Does that not bother you? Am I just over being over uh, educated? Um, I think it's at at best it's poor grammar. Okay. Does it bother you, listener Dave? And at worst, there's a whole slew of uh, overtones and undertones. Melatones. Okay, listener Dave, you agree? Agree or disagree? Yeah, I just, I just see so much bad grammar and bad spelling, and uh, uh, people who professionally are supposed to be adept at that sort of thing, just phoning it in and not getting it right all the time. So I've become a little desensitized to it. I think this is intentional bad grammar, though. Do you think he was just trying to be kind of, like, folksy? Yeah. Or, you know, like, trying to jazz, like jazz it up a little bit and trying not to be so kind of, you know, network, broadcast, straightforward kind of a thing? Yeah, I, I think so. I think he was trying to talk street. I think he was trying to uh, connect to the basketball audience here in L.A. and, and speak Ebonics or Ubonics or whatever that is. And either that or since newscasters, all they do, unlike us, is read directly off a teleprompter, absolutely everything. Perhaps somebody snuck that in there and he just read it without knowing. Mm, like an Anchorman thing. Yes, like an Anchorman thing. This is why I don't bring news stories, Rob. I, I, I think he was just trying to be a, a, a little tiny bit street, but not so much that he would get in trouble with his bosses. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I guess this doesn't edgy. bother you. It's edgy. Edgy yeah. broadcasting. 
All right. Just Edinburgh. like this show. Yes, just like this show. This sh- this show. This show indeed. How dare we? So I'm thinking of watching this season of Survivor, Rob. When does it start? Uh, sometime in February. I'm thinking of watching this season of Survivor. I'm and working. Damn me. I'm working that day. I think I might be watching this season of Celebrity Apprentice as well. Ah, oh, I'm working that day too. Here's why. The Survivor this season, they're taking both tribes, they're putting them on the same island. It's split up men versus women, but they all have to live together, and there's no Redemption Island. No Redemption Island, okay. That was okay. short-lived. Yeah, so I think that's an interesting... Nobody cares thing. about redemption anymore. No, and I think that's an interesting twist, because the men and women have to live together. The men are going to be lusting after the women, but they're going to be on two different tribes, so there can't be the whole sort of cuddly... Uh, let's get together uh, thing happening. Um, I don't know. Again, I, as much as I don't want to watch it, I feel like this season is going to suck me in again. And I'll give it a, 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 a shot on the first one. And Celebrity Apprentice has celebrities that I'm interested in seeing, including Penn Jillette, who I find entertaining no matter what he does. Lisa Lampanelli, who I think is interesting no matter what she does. Uh, and our, our favorite friend of the show, Deborah Gibson, is going to be on it as well. Really? Yeah. Well, well, you know, if I wasn't working, I'd watch it too. Okay. You know, they have these things now uh, where you can record the show and watch them later. It's not the same. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Does that mean you've just given up on television entirely? Any sort of entertainment at all? Well, there's one show that I'm really looking forward to, and it's tonight. It's the season finale of Full Throttle Saloon. And Reba's working diligently to get some of the the uh cast members of full throttle saloon on our show i don't even know that show what is full throttle saloon full throttle saloon is a show that takes place in sturgis north dakota or is it south dakota uh south dakota north dakota doesn't matter really just call in if you're offended by my not caring if there is a south or north dakota and which one is which (laughs) okay and basically, it t- takes place over the bike rally. They have this bike rally where everybody rides their Harleys to Sturgis and some sort of homage to riding their bikes to Sturgis. And, um, yeah, and the guy has a bar, and he has 10 days to make the money for the rest of the year. Oh, so it's kind of it. like uh, his own little Christmas shop or something? I don't know. It's like a thing i'm sorry I, I i thought i could describe it better i'm very 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 um tired okay um what did wilco play at their show um they played a, a good set for me it didn't really take off until about four songs into it and um then it went, really took off it was good it was very crowded it was at the fox theater and it was very 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 crowded and Unlike listener Dave, who's probably you know topping in at six foot four, yeah, my wife and I are sh- are considerably shorter, and so we I've, I spent the first part of the show just staring at people's backs. Oh, it was so I didn't feel a connection to the band at all because I couldn't see them. Uh huh. So it just felt like I was like standing in a room listening to music, but not really watching a band. And you... then we were able to move and kind of get ourselves positioned on a like a, a stairway where we were kind of able to elevate ourselves a bit. Yeah. And then I really started to enjoy the show because I could see the band. What you could have done is you could have held up your iPhone and videoed them and then watched it. Yeah, I probably, I, I, well, what I could have done was actually watch the people in front of me that were holding up their iPhones and caught the band via that. Or maybe you should get a Periscope. Here's the problem. Listeners. <laughs> See, now that would be good because then you'd be the only guy at the show with a periscope. <laughs> and if the and if people started showing up at shows with periscopes, then you could say, I started that. It's yeah. true. The per- the great periscope movement. Um no, but here's the deal. With some bands, and Jason, I'm sure you've had this experience, you know, when you when you see them from the, the time that they first start and you see them in smaller clubs and you're one of the, you know, the first few to get on board. Yeah. And then you kind of see them progress. There becomes a point where they get so popular and so big 
that it no longer feels like it's your band. You know, you don't recognize any of the, the faces that are there. You just don't. And I, I think I might have hit that point with Wilco where it's no longer my band. It's become somebody else's band. Don't don't be selfish with rock and roll, Rob. I am. I'm uh, selfish with everything. <laughs> uh, you know what? I uh, There's actually a definition of hipster now, Rob. And, oh, really? Yeah, and the definition of hipster is very similar to what you just described. I don't remember it exactly, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, but I believe the definition of hipster is someone who likes things until their friends like them, and then they dislike them. Huh. Well, I don't mind if my friends like like the band. It's it's people I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I can hardly say that I'm a Wilco fanatic, but Wilco is. To touch back on what makes a celebrity, Wilco is a band that I've heard of outside of you guys. Like I, I it, uh-huh. being walking around around the planet, and I don't follow music, or I'm not really up on the 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 tunes that are on the radio these days, which I'm sure Wilco is all the time. But you know, I I've heard of the band Wilco. They've they've entered the cultural zeitgeist. They're they're hardly like a niche band anymore. So yeah, uh, you yes. know they're 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 actually uh, you know celebrities. Dare I say? So would that same thing happen to you if you went to I don't know a Bruce Springsteen show or a Roger Waters show? Well, let's ask Roger. He's here. <laughs> Roger, <laughs> what does that happen to to Bob Duvet when he comes to see you play? See, it all ties back together. The tide is turning after Live Aid. We were actually talking about Roger Waters. He has a great album called Radio Chaos. Radio <laughs> Waves. He hears Radio Waves. Right. I know. Uh, uh, either one of you, can you tell me what the last song on Radio Chaos is called? Um, God, it's that uplifting one, right? Is, isn't it the tide is turning? It is. Parentheses, Ooh, parentheses. The tide is turning. Oh, the, it's a parenthetical title. God, I hate those. Yes. It, it, Jay, would you would you care to fill us in on what the parenthetical is? After Live Aid. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Uh, yes. See, I, what I was telling Rob yesterday was, I think that was the point where I discovered that maybe concept albums aren't so great. Uh yeah, I didn't really buy what the you, concept. What? Of... Whoa, 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 whoa! Everybody, back up! What is the problem with the concept of Radio Chaos? It's it's a a, a, a what's he a paraplegic kid in a who speaks through a computer? So it's like Stephen Hawking, yes, right? right? And he has a relationship with radio host Jim Ladd, yes. right? And he knows that the end of the world is coming, right? Right. And nobody believes him. Right. And the reason the end of the world is coming is through what? Our own, like, uh, you know, gluttony and, uh, you know, our, our, are turning a dead eye to the suffering of others? Is that what brings it on? Wasn't wasn't there some nuclear war involved too? No, they, no, out. no, no. <laughs> the end of the world I isn't coming. That, no, we're going to get to the bottom of this, Jason. His caretaker uh, jumps off a bridge. The guy who's supposed to, his brother or his caretaker jumps off a bridge because he's so distraught about having to take care of little Billy. Uh, and uh, that causes him to di- to lose faith in humanity. And he's he hears radio waves in his head. So he decides that what he's going to do is he's going to use his powers to set off nuclear bombs and destroy the world. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and give this album another listen, what? I think. Okay, honestly, I'm impressed that you know so much about Radio Chaos. And, and finally, I'm engaged in this show. Where are we at? We're at the 45-minute mark. And I actually give a shit. So let's dis- let's dissect Radio Chaos, shall we? Uh, okay. I, I think that the, 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 the happy accident is this is exactly how I introduced you at the beginning of the show, as you are the man who for whom the tide is turning after Live Aid, and yet here we are completely uh, talking about Radio Chaos. Uh, for those oh of God, you who lost, those listeners that we lost to go look up Wrong Way Wilco or whatever his name was, now I'm uh, sure. Wrong Way Corrigan? Wrong Way <laughs> Corrigan. We're getting them back with Radio Chaos. Yes. They're, oddly enough, Renfro is telling me that they are not not the same people so this is actually good 
they they've they've turned for the exit and some of them have come back <laughs> right okay um <laughs> do you want to read the wiki do you want to hear the wikipedia storyline of radio chaos sure why not let's see how wrong all of us are we're wrong way duvet uh, the, <laughs> the concept is based around a 23 year old disabled man from wales yeah named billy right billy little okay. billy Billy uses a wheelchair and is thought to be a ment mentally a vegetable. However, Billy is highly intelligent, but has no way of expressing himself. Billy has a twin brother, Benny, who is a coal miner. <laughs> Did you know this? Right. <laughs> Billy lives with Benny. Yeah. Benny's wife, Molly, and their children. That's who, that's the family. I'm sorry. B Billy lives with Benny, Benny's wife, Molly, and their children. Right. Unfortunately, Benny has lost his job in the mines due to market forces. Ooh, this is topical. Yeah. One night, Benny and Billy are out on a pub crawl <laughs> when they pass a shop full of TV screens broadcasting Margaret Thatcher's mocking condescension. Uh, condescension. That, I don't remember that scene in The Iron Lady. <laughs> Benny, Benny vents his anger on this shop and steals a cordless phone. Wow, really? This is what this is about? <laughs> Next, in theatrical fashion, Benny poses on a footbridge and protests to the closures. The same night, a taxi driver is killed by a concrete block dropped from a similar bridge. Oh, that must be the death that I remember. Did you see the lights mm, of his headlights? Yes. Are they coming yet? Who needs information? That all happens in that song. He teetered on the parapet. It Exactly, exactly. Then the police question Benny, who hides the phone in Billy's wheelchair. Benny is taken to prison, and Molly, unable to cope, sends Billy to live with his uncle David in L.A. Oh, that's how we get to L.A. in Jim Ladd. Oh, thank God. Billy is gifted and can hear radio waves in his head. Ah, he hears radio waves! Radio waves! Radio waves! <laughs> <laughs> so he begins to explore the cordless phone recognizing its similarity to a radio. He experiments with the phone, is able to access computers and speech synthesizes. He learns to speak through them. He calls a radio station in LA named Radio Chaos, hence the album title, and tells them of his life story about his brother being in jail. Yeah, okay. Sending him How to much LA longer to live with his on? Uncle Dave. Sunset Strip, the track. Yes. And how about the closures of minds? Powers that be. The powers that be. The powers that be. Right, yeah. Headlights, headlights. Billy eventually hacks into a military satellite. Uh, 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 Bob really isn't reinforcing my desire to go back and, and revisit Radio Chaos very much. <laughs> Can I tell you that the last time Bob Duvet was visiting me in Los Angeles, I left. I had to go do something. And, you know, Bob Duvet is a, is, is a musical you know, aficionado. And I, he is. I, I pulled into my driveway. I came back home. He had, he had slept in. He he'd had the place to himself. I came in. I got out of my car. And as I was walking up to my house, can you guess what album was blasting out of my stereo? Uh, uh, the only guess that I feel comfortable making is, is Radio Chaos. <laughs> Rob looked through every single CD I had and lighted upon Radio Chaos. <laughs> was dancing around, drying himself off, listening to Radio Chaos. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I do like the album. <laughs> 1987, it was a good year for me. I was really clicking on all cylinders. <laughs> if only. Yeah, what only... happened? Uh, can we, what, 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 quickly, what happens at the end then? What does Billy end up doing? Set off nuclear bombs? Well, Billy eventually, he hacks into the military satellite, fools the world into thinking <laughs> nuclear ICMs are about to be detonated in all major cities all over the world. Nuclear ICMs? <laughs> Yeah, that's what it says. Nuclear ICBMs. Oh, I thought you said nuclear ICMs. Oh, I did, but it's not written that way. I see. And uh, the album concludes with a song about how everyone is thinking they were about to die, realizes that the fear and competitiveness peddled by the mass media is much less important to their love for family and the larger community. The tide is turning. See, it's topical. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the problem. I feel like my tide is turning a little bit. I think we need to revisit Radio Chaos, listeners. Uh, but let's give let's give Roger Waters a bump. <laughs> I think you can skip that last song though. Ooh, ooh, the tide is turning. Reagan had Afghanistan. Reagan had Beirut. Isn't that that song? No, no, that that's 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 uh, 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 
get your filthy hands off my desert off Final Cut. Ah, well, I always confuse the two. And, and uh, uh, Galtieri uh, took the Union Jack. Yeah. Is that the one you're thinking right, about? Right, took the Union Jack. Yes, that one. <laughs> See, but now there's a, a concept record that I like. Uh, the Final Cut. Final Cut, great record. All right. Well, I like it. So let me ask you this, uh, listener Dave, getting back to our um, our focus group. Yeah. So we I, we talk about shows like Survivor and The Amazing Race. These are shows that we actually watch, even though we weren't enjoying them. But, you know, we might be enjoying them again. Uh, but you, you, you kind of tune out when that happens because you don't watch uh, Survivor The Amazing Race. Yet here we've spent the better part of 10 minutes talking about Roger Waters' Radio Chaos, which is something that you do know something about. Uh, and yet... You not only are you a participant, I, I dare say you would have found this conversation interesting, yeah? Uh, yes, I would have, but uh, I think that there's more uh, interesting. <laughs> there, no, that the, I'm a Pink Floyd slash Roger Waters fan, so I think that it becomes interesting to me in the larger Roger Waters context. But right. no such context exists for Pan Am. Right, I'm not that big a Christina Ricci fan. Right. But let's say that I, I, my counter argument, and this is what I, I mentioned to, to Bob, is that there are people who do watch Survivor or The Amazing Race who find our conversation interesting when we talk about it, whether we like it or not. I, I, I wouldn't argue that point. I think that's probably true. Okay. I want to meet go. these people. <laughs> they write in they call us what do they say to gmail.com because your emails mean so much 415-537-0445 uh operators are standing by shouldn't they be posting to your wall or something yeah do that numbers are plateauing right post on our wall on facebook exactly uh or follow us on twitter at bob duvet rob is a prolific twitterer and he takes lots of pictures used to be before the job <laughs> wow. have you ever seen somebody so disgruntled to have a job in a, in a bad economy yeah usually uh, you're supposed to be at your job for a while before you get disgruntled like billy i can see into the future you're also still in the training phase at your job right you're yeah, not actually yeah i'm not making the cash money nor am i uh savvy to the you know, the, the way, the ebb and flow of the restaurant. So it's just overwhelming and exhausting at this point. Right. But so once you get your your feet on the ground and get a feel for the office and the background and you get to be out on your yeah. own sitting at tables, then you can be disgruntled. Yes. Then I'll be truly miserable. Okay. Great. But All this right. is only yeah, temporary thanks. anyway. You're, you're going to up and leave San Francisco anyway, right? Should we drop that bombshell on, on the listening public? Oh, yes. What the hell? Oh, but if you're li if you're a listener of the show and a coworker at uh, Kokari, that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it for the long haul. In it for the long haul. <laughs> right. I don't mean that you're leaving tomorrow. I mean, you know, sometime no. before the end of the world in 2012, when the world exactly. comes to an end. Some, and before the Mayans comfort. destroy us all. Right. Before the Mayans return in their spaceships and destroy us all. So what do you got going on this weekend, Jace? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this weekend, let's see. Uh, I've started rehearsal for this play I'm directing. Um, and uh, it's a new car play, one of these plays that takes place inside of a car, which uh, we talked about before. And I found that mm -hmm. as many times as I try to describe how these plays work to people, people still don't understand the concept of it. I don't find it that difficult to understand, but people don't seem to get it. You realize that the play the itself... Yeah, the play itself takes place inside a car. The, the audience sits in the back seat. An audience of two sits in the back seat watching the play happen in the front seat in front of them. Uh, and then after 10 minutes, you get out of the car and move to a car in front of you and watch another play. There's five cars in a row and you watch five plays and it takes about an hour. Uh, so it's like it going to the theater and being stuck in traffic. Exactly. That's exactly right. Sign me up. <laughs> yes, it's, a, it's two things that people love the most. Um, yes, yeah, so that's taking place in La Jolla. That opens at the end of uh, December. So I'm, I'm uh, directing that. Uh, Saturday night, I have a party to go to, a birthday party. It's uh, kind of a party, but really it's a uh, poker game. We'll be playing um, 
not my usual weekly poker game. I will be, uh, um, it's a, uh, like a, a, a five draw poker game, like, uh, playing in an old saloon. Um, and will be, uh, relatively high stakes compared to what we were doing before. So, uh, looking forward to that. Um, should I mention who's hosting that party? Uh, you, you might as well. Okay, uh, listener Dave, <laughs> his birthday is happening this Saturday, so I will be at your place, Dave, playing cards on Saturday night, hopefully taking all your money. Yes, uh, uh, hopefully I will be taking everybody else's money. You can have mine, and I'll have everybody else's. See, I, I know this is sort of a birthday thing. Now, should I bring um, uh, uh, something to drink, something to snack upon, some, uh, you know, uh, like a... Yeah, you could... Bring a, bring you could bring a snack. Is it your birthday? Uh, well, it's my birthday on the seventh, uh, and the poker game will be on the fourth. So it'll be slightly pre-birthday, but it was a day that we could all get together. It's better yeah. than an after-birthday. Ooh, I don't like the after-birthday. It's like it's like <laughs> the Simpsons Halloween special when it's when it's like a week before Thanksgiving when it's on. Halloween is you know been three weeks past, and they're, they're right. having the Halloween special. It, it really doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. And I just don't like the the term after birthday. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. That's pretty bad. Uh okay, great. Well, I'll dip into my resources here. Maybe I can come up with uh some something that's uh snackable. Are we going to be I guess we'll just be sitting in the same area where we usually sit in, right? We'll be sitting in the poker room uh uh and listening to music and and having a snack and playing some cards. All right. Excellent. What about you, Bob Duvet? What do you have going on this weekend? I don't know at this point. I I I think this will be of my final weekend before I really start the job in earnest. So uh, I'm probably going to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh, God, that's right. I completely forgot the Super Bowl was happening this Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, I'd kind of put football out of my mind a little bit after a couple of weeks ago. Go Big Blue. Pulling for the Giants in this one. And uh, I don't know. That's Saturday. We haven't, I haven't even discussed it. Honestly, the, the biggest shock is that my wife and I are used to spending a lot of time together. You know, I'm home when she gets home. We were able to have, but now that I've been working nights, that's been thrown off. So sometimes it'll be a couple of days before we really get a chance to spend time together. And mm-hmm. there's a bit of a transition there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, life is all about transitions and, and, and tides turning. Yes. And the powers that be. And, and market forces. <laughs> Don't forget the market, market forces. Market forces and bricks. <laughs> Hitting you when you drive beneath an overpass. Hey, let me ask you this. Speaking of the Super Bowl, before we wrap up this spectacular issue of the tank, um, <laughs> what do you think about this new this new thing that they do where they leak the Super Bowl commercials prior to the Super Bowl and you can see them online? Yeah, yeah that's that's a calculated effort, correct? Uh, I yeah, I, I believe so. Like I watched this this new. Um, Matthew Broderick reprises his role as Ferris Bueller for a Honda commercial, mm-hmm. and it's two and a half minutes long or whatever. And I just watched it online because I thought, oh, I'll watch it. I got bored with it uh, about 30 seconds into it because that's as long as commercials are supposed to be. Uh, but it was uh-huh. interesting. And yet when it happens during the Super Bowl, I will probably either fast forward through it or, you know, get up to get some some Doritos or something. I won't be watching it during the Super Bowl. Can we have a section, a new segment, Rob digresses? Uh, Yes. I think that this is an old segment. I think we've actually done this before because there's this music for it. You remember this music, right? Oh, yes. It's all coming back to me now. Right. So one of my biggest pet peeves in advertising right now are these commercials that are meant to be like – Real people being ambushed and put in front of uh, a bunch of reporters to field questions about their latest car purchase or something like that. When yes. they talk about the four they just bought. Yes. And it's, you know, this whole viral advertising thing that is, is supposed to be like, wow, actual, this is an actual car buyer. And they're, and they're you know, so savvy and witty in front of a, uh, a field of reporters. That is so annoying to me, and that's what it feels like with this leaking of the Super Bowl commercials. Like, how did this get out? Somebody found this Matthew Broderick commercial, and it's leaked out there, and oh, no, we can't stop it now. 
it, it, it rings false to me. It, I hate being feeling manipulated. Could 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 I could I interject here Please and do. and and kind of bring? You uh, work in the business. I, don't I, you? I work in advertising and I work in motion picture advertising. Uh, so I believe that I have uh, a uh, an interesting perspective on this because you're actually talking about two different phenomenons. Ah. Uh, with the with Honda leaking the uh, CRV ad with uh, Matthew Broderick, that is a function of something they call pre-awareness and this is something Jason uh, is likely familiar with the opening weekend of a movie is where the studios make all their money because as the run goes on they have to give more and more of the split to the theater so they want everyone to go see the movie in the first two or three weeks that it's open because that's when they get the biggest share of the revenue so they want they will blanket everything, everywhere. You see, uh, uh, you just see it everywhere. It's on TV. It's on billboards. It's in newspaper ads. You're seeing uh, uh, online ads for it, and they're trying to generate pre-awareness. And that's what Honda is trying to do with the CRV ads. They're trying to get advanced buzz so that people are talking about it and are interested in it. Um, with the those horrible Ford commercials, yes. where the oh I'm in an, oh I'm being interviewed oh my goodness oh this is like being treated like a celebrity oh but I'm going to tell you what I really think of the car. This is part of the personalization epidemic, where if the uh, Toyota offshoot brand Scion, a big part of their business uh, is the aftermarket business and personalizing your car and a lot of commercials you will hear a celebrity talking about their relationship with the product and then saying uh, like this Brett Favre did some Wrangler commercials mm -hmm. and he says that's my Wrangler story what's yours mm -hmm. how, do, how do you personally connect with this product and that's what Ford is doing with that and I couldn't agree with you more. It just it makes me want to throw things at the heavy things. Yeah. At the not a rolled up socks and not like a, a you know a donut. Like concrete bricks. Large. <laughs> I want to stand on a parapet and throw large concrete bricks at my television. At the sky. On. When those Ford commercials come up, because uh, you know I don't care. I think we stumbled actually onto an interesting topic. This whole idea of pre-awareness. I would have applied that to my dating years where I would have had to get as many women pre-aware of my penis as possible <laughs> <laughs> so that when I rolled it out, they were already talking about it. There's already a buzz and I would get more of the split. I, I did that all the time, but let me talk about the, um, the, the pre-awareness. One is, I think that they, they, they released a 15 second spot of it where it was just Matthew Broderick right. lying in bed, coughing. And then he pulled open the drapes and he said, how can I work on a day like this? It cut to black and it did. Oh, oh, and that whetted my appetite. Do you, did you see that one? That's, that's the teaser. Yes, that I think if they sh that made me want to see that ad on the Super Bowl. I thought that was that was fantastic because I went, "Whoa, what is this?" So then when it actually intrigued me enough to click on the link to watch the commercial when it came up because I was like, "Oh, I don't need to wait till the Super Bowl. I'll watch it now." I think that's where they screwed up by putting the ad on it. And I also think as far as um getting the most people into the theaters in the first weekend where they make their money is the reason why theaters don't have enough money to clean up corpses in the bathroom this is that's an excellent point you're exactly right theater owners have been complaining for years about opening weekends and box office and and all of this kind of front loading of the revenue uh early in the run and they're getting squeezed so are we thinking then that the man died in the an opening weekend sort of situation where there wasn't as much Money for staff to properly clean the bathroom That's and discover his body? Yeah. Is it is it possible that he was just occupying the movie theater bathroom? <laughs> oh. Look, look at this. Oh. Look at this. It all ties together. It's like the movie Head by the Monkeys. Everything comes it's, back again. Talk about Occupy. Don't talk about <laughs> Occupy. I'm confused. I'm the listener. I want it all. <laughs> 
Well, you'll have to wait till next week because this is the end of this show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thanks for sitting in with us, listener Dave. It was a real treat. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And uh, great. Uh, feel better, Rob. We look forward to hearing you next time. Next time. Can you tell me what the day said? Did you hear what the day said? Can you hear what the day said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. You're from the valley.